Welcome to the You Belong podcast put on by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Braden Benvenuti. Let's get real. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the You Belong podcast. My name is Braden, your host for this episode. Super excited for another episode. We're going to be talking about what it means to be a true follower of Christ, part two. We talked about it last week with my man, Matt, and it was a great talk, and there's just more I want to dive into, more specifics, and so we're going to continue that conversation. And so I'm not a fan of beating around the bush or anything, so let's get to it. Let's get into the info for this episode. And so what it means to be a true follower of Christ. What it doesn't mean is going to church every week and that's it. I feel like here in America and probably other places, you know, people believe Christianity. You go to church on Sunday morning and that's where kind of it takes place. That's where the Christian life takes place is Sunday mornings. But it's not just that. It's not just going to church once a week and then the rest of your week is whatever and you you do whatever you want and it doesn't matter. It's not confined to a Sunday morning. It's also, it's not just not breaking the law, right? If you're like a law-abiding citizen and you do all the, the right things, you're not going to jail, you're not doing this or that or getting fines for whatever it is, right? It's not just following the law of, you know, the United States, like the law of the land, like that's not all it is. It's also not just doing good things out of duty once in a while. It's not like, oh, I haven't done a good thing in a while. I should probably, you know, go do something good for somebody, right? It's not something that's like we have to do to like keep our good standing or anything. It's something completely different. It's living a generous and loving life from your love of Jesus. And so going to church every week, yes, is a part of it because that's where we get kind of refueled. That's where we are gathered together with other believers to be encouraged, but that's to go out for the rest of the week and be a Christian out in our community, right? It's being generous. It's being loving to the people around us because that's what Jesus did. And it's not just a once in a while good deed because you are guilty or feel like you need to. It's because you truly love people and you love Jesus. And so that's what's going to come out of you just because that's what's going in, right? The word of God's going in you. The love of Jesus is in you. And so that's what's going to constantly come out. And so Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, I've shared this verse uh, in person at our young adult services. I feel like I've said it a lot just because it's a great verse and has kind of different pieces to it. But it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And so we see right here in this verse that God created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things. So like God had that plan for us to do good things. That's a part of being a Christian is doing good things, but that's living a life of doing good things. It's not like doing your good deed for the week or good deed for the day because that's what you got to do. No, you're doing it because you love people and because that's what just comes out of you as being a Christian. It's natural. Once you put your faith in Jesus, it's natural to live like Jesus and do good things for the people around you. Jesus wasn't just a good person time to time, right? He wasn't just some good prophet walking around the streets. He was the embodiment of goodness. He was goodness in a person. Everything he did good flowed from his love he had for people. 
he has for people. And so what I want to tell you in this episode is there is a difference between people who just claim the title Christian and people who live out the title Christian, right? There's a big difference. People can say they're Christian all day long, but if their life doesn't look like that, well, I mean, what's going on here? We're going to question what's going on if we're not seeing any fruit, if we're not seeing the good works from their supposed faith. But then you have people who are living out being a Christian, and you can see the fruit in their life. You can see, you know, the good works that are coming from the genuine faith they have, and they're like, they must have something different. They must be a Christian because of the way they live. Like, they're always just being generous to people. They're always looking to help someone, and it's all because of Jesus, right? They're always tying in what they're doing because of Jesus, right? It's not to make them feel good. It's not to look good to other people, right? They're going to tie the gospel into doing that. When we do good works, we should be able to share the gospel with people when we're doing that because that's the point of, of doing good works is to show people the gospel. This is illustrated perfectly in a passage in the Bible. It's Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. I'm going to read this passage because I think it just really illustrates what the difference of somebody who claims to be a Christian and somebody who actually lives out being a Christian. So Matthew 25, 31 through 46 says, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth, when you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into into eternal punishment, and the righteous will go into eternal life. Holy cow, this passage is pretty eye-opening for being a Christian and what the results are of living our life. And so I want to go back in the beginning of this in verse 32. It's talking about a shepherd separating sheep from goats. That's kind of the picture we get you know, comparing Christians and people who claim to be Christians, but who really aren't. And so it's in verse 32, it says, All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And so sheep and goats, uh, back in the day, back in the Bible times, you know, shepherds had sheep and goats, many other animals. 
but they looked very similar. And so sheep and goats would get mingled in together and they'd have to be separated. And if you don't know, sheep and goats look similar now, right? But sheep have obviously a huge amount of wool on them because that's what they're meant for. And goats do not. But they still look pretty much like the same, like they're related. But back in the day, they looked very, very similar. And to the untrained eye, looked indistinguishable. Like you couldn't tell them apart if you weren't a shepherd. And so to a shepherd, a trained eye, they could easily separate the sheep from the goats by the way they act. Sheep and goats acted very differently. Sheep tend to follow, while goats tend to go their own way. And so shepherds had to separate the sheep and goats from each other because they'd get mingled in, mixed in together. And, you know, to the untrained eye, they look the same. But to a shepherd, they can tell because sheep tend to follow and goats tend to go their own way. And so that's why this is used as an illustration for this, because the sheep are the the believers who, who fed the people, you know, who gave a stranger a home to live in or gave clothes to somebody who needed them. Because sheep follow, these people are following what Jesus did. And then goats tend to go their own way. That's why goats are the ones that are ultimately going into eternal punishment because time and time again, they refuse to to help people to do those good works that should come from faith. They refuse to do that. They refuse to do their own thing. And so church people may all look the same, but to God, he can see the difference in our hearts and in the purpose of our good works. Right? He can see in between the lines of why we're doing these things. He can see if we truly are doing something good for somebody because we want to look good or because we want to make Jesus look good. Right, So just like sheep and goats were hard to tell by the untrained eye, like hard to differ, church people are hard to differ from the outside world, right? From people who aren't Christians, they see people who go to church and they're like, oh, those are all Christians. They can't tell the difference. But just like the shepherd can tell the difference between sheep and goats, God can tell the difference between Christians who are truly living out the Christian life and then people who claim to be Christians but really aren't living out that life. And so verse 34 through 40, I want to read again. It says, Then the king will say to those on the right, Come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink, I was a stranger and you invited me into your home, I was naked and you gave me clothing, I was sick and you cared for me, I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. I think this is so powerful because time and time again, whenever we do stuff, you know, we feel like, is this really making a difference? Am I really even like helping this person? Or why does this matter? You know, I'm doing nothing for God. Well, we see it right here. When we're doing things for the people in need, we're ultimately doing it for Jesus as well. And so I feel like our culture has become very consumer-oriented, right? We go to church, we're like, what can I get out of this church? Or what can I get from this? What can God do for me? What can this person do for me? What can this group of people do for me? You know, what can the church provide for me? What is, how can the church entertain me? How can I get something from this person, that person, right? It's consumerism. We're just always looking, what can we get from people? What can we get from the church? But these are the wrong questions to be asking, 
right? I think they should be flipped. It should be, what can we do for them, right? What can we do for our neighbor? What can we do for our friend? What can we do for the church, right? How can we serve the church? What can we do for God? How can God use us? How can we be God's agents in life to help bless other people and they can ultimately see the gospel? We've made church just something we we come every week to and we sit down, we, we take a message, you know, we take a sermon, and then we do nothing with it. And it was, then we just critique the message on the way home. We're like, well, I don't know. I didn't really like it. Pastor said something weird. Worship team wasn't good. You know, songs were whatever. And it's all about us, right? We want our worship song to be played that we like. We want the pastor to speak about something we like or we want it to make us feel good. It's just all about me, 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 and what does it look like? But the Christian life isn't about me, me, me. It's about you, 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 talking about the people around you, right? It shouldn't be about us. Being Christian is about the people around you. It's about serving others. It's about loving others. And by doing it, we're doing it for Jesus as well. In James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17, this complements what we've been talking about. It says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, Goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. So that's what James says in chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. Right there, it complements the whole passage I read before, that you can be, you know, like just people who try to be a good person or, or whatever, they they be kind to somebody in need. They're like, oh, have a good day. I hope you stay warm. I hope you eat well. And it's somebody maybe who has no ability to stay warm or has no food. And all they do is hope you stay warm and eat well, but they're not actually taking the action to help them stay warm and eat well, then what good does that do, right? That's what this verse is saying. What good does that do? It it does no good because they're still going to not be warm. They're still going to be hungry. What would Jesus do? Jesus probably would give them a way to be warm and give them food to eat because he's accomplishing what they need, right? We can't just assume they're going to be good and just be like, okay, have a good day. Right? Faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. It says it right there in verse 17. Right? We're, we're not saved by works. We're not saved by good deeds. We are saved only by faith in Jesus because Jesus did what we could not do. He lived the perfect life and he died on the cross for our sins. And so faith in Jesus is how we are saved. But then we know a person is saved or we know for ourselves we're saved is if you see the fruit in your life of being generous, right, of having self-control, of giving to others, of, of giving your time, of all those good works, you know, if they're coming from that place of faith, that place of love for people, that's when you know your faith is genuine. That's when you know it's not dead because the faith is producing good works every day. It's not just a once a week, like on Sunday after church, you do one good thing, you're like, all right, did my good thing for the week. Faith without works is dead. And so we see, ultimately, God is going to separate people like sheep and goats, and he's going to separate the people who their faith is dead or 
their faith is alive and it's got the good works and fruit that you can see in it. The ultimate thing from this passage that I want us to see is the major difference between people that claim the title Christian and people who live out the title Christian. The major difference is the genuine faith that leads to good works. Because people who just claim Christian but don't do anything, you can tell. And people who live out Christian, you can also tell. That's the major difference, the genuine faith and the good works that follow. And so being a true follower of Christ, what does that mean? Well, it's going to mean having faith that leads to good works. It's not just faith that leads to how can you do things for your own life or what can you do for yourself or what can everybody do for you. Faith without works is dead. And so being a true follower of Christ is living like Jesus did. And Jesus did not just live with faith and do nothing with it. No, he used his life and his love for people to help the people in need. He made the blind see. He gave food to the hungry. He he gave a home for people, right? He loved people who needed love, who felt abandoned, right? He gave grace to people who had been persecuted and, and judged by people who thought they were better than them, right? The people who claimed the Christian title back in the day, the Pharisees, they claimed the title, but they did not live it out. They acted better than people, and they took the place of judge when they that was not their place. And so they didn't have the, the good works and the fruit that showed from faith. They just had the apparent faith, but it was not apparent in their life. And so we don't need to live like the Pharisees. We don't need to just go to church every week and then keep the law and be a good person once in a while and then judge others. Now we need to be like Jesus. We need to live our faith every single day. And yes, we go to church, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're still living like Jesus did, and our works are coming out of our faith, right? Our fruit is showing from our faith. So there's a major difference between people that claim the title Christian and people who live out the title Christian. And so think about that. Ask that self, ask yourself that question. Am I a true follower of Christ? Am I living like Jesus did? Is my faith dead, or is my faith producing fruit, and good works. That's all I have for you for this episode. I hope this was challenging. I hope it was encouraging to to live more like Jesus. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace out.